When we say, I fell flat on my face, we're usually speaking figuratively. Uh, perhaps a young romantic might say, uh, I tried to impress her with my scant knowledge of Shakespeare, and it turns out she's a PhD in English literature. I fell flat on my face. Uh, we use the phrase to indicate embarrassment. But in the Bible, falling on your face is always literal. And it is moved by something a lot stronger than social awkwardness. Balaam, our anti-hero from yesterday, is the one who originally fell flat on his face. He's just been rebuked by a donkey, and then this happens in Numbers chapter 22, verse 31. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn, so he bowed low and fell face down, or he fell flat on his face, as the King James Version has it. Here is a revelation of Christ, the angel of the Lord. He is the word of the Father, the radiance of God's glory, the eternal bridegroom, you know, the commander of the Lord's host, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the same one who met Abraham in Genesis 17, Moses in Exodus 3, Joshua in Joshua 5, Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, Peter in Luke 5, Paul in Acts 9, and John in Revelation 1. And on all these occasions, there is an overwhelming weight of glory and strength gives way, and these believers just fall flat on their faces. When Christ appears in glory, no one can stand. Knees buckle, chests sink, arms go limp, and faces hit the floor. For Balaam, it was a shaming. For those who I've just uh, recounted, it was worship. But everyone who falls on, the, on their face, that is the state that they find themselves when Christ appeared. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 2 says, There is a day coming when at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is a day when the whole world will fall flat on its face. Can you imagine Hollywood depicting this scene? Can you imagine the CGI graphics, this tsunami of praise, the world bowing to King Jesus, and every soul that has ever lived humbled before the God who died and rose for the world? If we love Jesus, we will gladly bow. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 speaks of Christ coming to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who believe. We will be flattened in wonder at Jesus. Others will be flattened in shame. But here is the great leveler, the glory of Christ. Today, Look around you. There are many who walk tall, but they have no love for Jesus, and they will be flattened on that day. They will be buried in the dust with nobody to unlock the door of death for them, nobody to bring them back up again. But then think of yourself. Perhaps you feel down at heel. Perhaps you feel like you cannot raise yourself up. Well, one day Christ will come in order to be marveled at among God's people and we will gladly bow before him. But that will not be the final word on our lives. Falling flat on our faces is not the final state for those who trust in Jesus. For us, Christ will come to us in his risen glory and he will say to us what he said to the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. Here are Christ's words for all those who are flattened by the glory of Jesus. Jesus says, I don't want to leave you flattened. I raise you up. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. 
John writes, When I saw Jesus, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. For those who are flattened in wonder at the Lord Jesus, he does not leave us flat on our faces. Instead, he raises us up. He doesn't want us merely as servants. He doesn't want us merely groveling before us. For those who gladly fall at his feet, he raises us up to be face to face. Mm-hmm.